The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. But my child came on April 25th and he passed six hours later in my, in my arms. And I struggled with my faith. I said, God, are you toying with my life? Why are you pulling me? Why are you telling me, open my heart to have more children? I opened my heart to have more children and now I can't have children. What's going on? Mia K. Wright learned to trust the one whose dreams are bigger than she could have ever imagined. In fact, they were unthinkable. Next on Life Today. and director of Metamorphosis. Sounds like a surgeon or some kind of a psychiatrist, but the name of the book is Unthinkable and Mia Wright wrote it. I'm James Robinson Beatty and I welcome you live today. I'm just curious about this. It's an extraordinary experience, an unordinary to the experience the extraordinary, do the unordinary to experience the extraordinary. Interesting, would you welcome Mia to life today, please? Now, I'm really curious, where, where did you come up with the name of the ministry metaphor, metamorphosis? What was that? How did you say that? <laughs> metamorphosis really, it means change in the Greek. Mm -hmm. And as I was birthing this ministry and doing what God had called me to do, I had to change my mindset. I had to change my life in many ways, and I wanted for women to experience uh, what it really meant to make a life-changing decision for Christ, as well as to see their lives become better. And each of us had to make some type of change, and so that's how Metamorphosis got birthed. Okay, so it's unthinkable, and you're talking about mm -hmm. doing the unordinary to experience the extraordinary. Okay, tell us about the unthinkable, and Tell us about Unthinkable from your point of view. Mm -hmm. You know, Unthinkable is a book to really inspire people to get out of the comfort zone, to stop accepting what is the status quo for their life. A lot of times we as Christians say, okay, life is good, mm -hmm. and we get satisfied where we are. But God wants to really do far more in our lives than Ephesians 3 and 20 says, now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or think, mm -hmm. according to the power at work in us, that God really wants his power to be working for us. And when we trust that, and when we believe that, and we commit to it and act upon it, we see the unordinary happen. You know, we're doing sometimes doing regular things over and over. And there are times that God wants us to do something that we haven't tried before. Um, and the name of the book actually came out of the uh, woman with the issue of blood, out of Mark 5. There was one particular passage, one, uh, one Bible version that said, when she thought if I could just touch the hem of his garment. The magnificent thing of that moment for this woman was that she had an issue. And according to the law, it told her that she couldn't touch. Don't touch if you have uh, a, a discharge from your body, don't touch. So her whole life, she's going through this 12 year period of really struggling with, I can't touch. Her life had to change completely because of the lack of touch. And you know, when we think about it, you get five human senses, right? And touch is one of those. And so that part was taking away from her, her humanity is what I see. But it was the day that she heard Jesus Christ was coming to town, James, <laughs> that she said, if I could just touch him. And I'm, I'm sure there was a war of words in her head going mm -hmm. on, you know, like, if I could just touch him, but don't touch 
if I can, but don't. Mm. You know, because she was a good Hebrew woman, I said, and surely she knew that she should not touch. But when she did and pressed her way through that crowd, her whole life changed. And he didn't just heal her from what she was dealing with. He said, daughter, your, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. Mm -hmm. And so he did the unthinkable for her. When everybody else was like, you know, who's, Jesus said, who's touching me? And the disciples were like, all oh, these people are thronging you. Who do you mean who touched you? He said, no, there was an intentional touch. Who touched me? And I think that's how it translates to our lives on the day by day, Betty, that we can do things over and over and hope to get a different result. And sometimes we don't get the different result. But it's when we do something that is maybe pushing the bar doing something beyond what you're expected to do, something that's not ordinary. Because if you just continue to follow what you know to do, then maybe that's not what God wants you to do. There are times we have to think about what God really wants to do for she us. She did the unthinkable. She absolutely God did. wants to stretch us. He does. And sometimes that stretching can be a little uncomfortable, but he knows he's taken us to a greater place in his plan for our lives. Well said. It can be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It can be uneasy. It can be difficult, but if God is in it, he's going to forge that way and give you the strength that you need to do it. So the book looks at 10 different characters. So 10 different characters who did something that was not within the ordinary measure of what a person should have done or could have done. And it, in essence, just summarizes what did they really believe? How did they commit to that, to that belief? And then what did they do to act upon their belief? And once they did that, when they had action, because faith without works is dead, right? So you have to marry the two together in order to see some action, something happen. You've got to do something. And so that's what Unthinkable would do, is inspire people to say, what can I do? If I want to see my marriage get better, what can I do? If I want my finance to be better, what can I do? What is God showing me that I should do that I haven't tried before, you know, and I'm maybe something you've never thought of, something that is really out of your normal pathway of how you have been living life, that God will push you to another level, but you have to trust him for it. Well, you know, she violated a lot of rules, like you said. The yes. certain, but the interesting thing is that when she was put into it, she had so much faith. If I can just touch this man, this power, this person, I'll be whole. And this was faith. Mm -hmm. Not only was her disease healed, her future was settled. She was a child of God. She was born again. Absolutely. Some glorious exchange occurred. There was something magnificent that happened in that moment. And he gave her relationship. And that's what many of us are missing. We're missing the relationship that we have with Christ because he wants the best for our lives. If he says in John 10, 10, I come to give you life and that more abundantly, why can't we access that? Mm -hmm. Why don't we believe that? If that's what Christ wants us to know, that he wants us to have an abundant life, why do we feel guilty about living in the fruitfulness of God? You know, and that means the peace of God, the joy of God, the love of God, the relationship with him. Why do we sometimes feel guilty about that? And we have to break beyond those barriers in order to get there. And you know, when you have challenges in life like she had, you really have to touch him. And you've had challenges. Yes, sir. You had a lot of heartache. I mean, you've been, I would think, stretched to the point of, you could say, loss of faith or trust or confidence and just a broken heart, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because you, you know, talk about that. I talk about it. I didn't write about it in the book, but I share because of my unthinkable moment. That There were several periods of my life, but the one that, that most recently God has brought to my light, to, to my remembrance to share with others, is when I lost my son, Joel. And it 
followed a period of my husband's daughter was killed, and this was already a big tragedy in our family, and God spoke to me in that hour, and he said, open your heart to have more children. Now, I was working a full-time job in corporate, and it was tra uh, taking me out of town. I was traveling every other week, and so it was really difficult, and I was the only person in my position that had kids. Everybody else was like, you have three kids, how on earth are you working this job? And it was God helping me, but my income was really sustaining our family because my husband was pastoring a church that was growing and wasn't, wasn't offering us a lot of income, but I, it was necessary for me to work. And so during that time when God said, open your heart, then we went through this period of infertility. And so for three years, we couldn't have a baby. When prior to that, it was like, you wanna have a baby? And we had a baby. <laughs> it was, just seemed so easy, but now it's hard. Then I had my first, um, uh, first um, pregnancy, then I lost the baby with the miscarriage. And a year later, I was pregnant, and everything was going so well. And it was at the six and a half month that my baby came early. And when he was born, he had multiple defects. In fact, we started knowing about it before he started to deliver. We saw his heart, and his heart was just open chamber heart. And there were so many things that was underdeveloped. Mm. He would have suffered as, as, as a child growing. He would have suffered. And they, they said children with these types of status don't live long. But we, had, we trusted God. But my child came on April 25th, and he passed six hours later in my, in my arms. And I struggled with my faith. I said, God, are you toying with my life? Why are you pulling me? Why are you telling me, open my heart to have more children? I opened my heart to have more children, and now I can't have children. What's going on? And I really questioned my faith. I questioned, am I hearing God? Am I questioning, you know, what is God saying to me? But it was through that period, because actually two weeks after I lost my child, I was in the hospital with sepsis. So I almost died. Mm. I said, God, what are you, what do you want me to learn? And what I came to discover was God wanted me to birth something for him. Mm -hmm. The child was for me, but the ministry was for him, for God. And so when I began to birth my ministry, that's where metamorphosis came out of that transformation. It was a new mindset. It was understanding that the things I do for Christ is, are the things that were going to last. I, I, Praise God, because it's now been 18 years, and I've seen so many women's lives change. I've seen women who have completely turned and left terrible situations and left sinful, sinful lifestyles and, and changed and follow after Christ. And people who have come to our church, and I thank God I have a husband that believes in the power of a unified voice, and we're together as one to, to share the good news. But there are some people that say, I came because I saw the two of you. I saw a husband and wife working together. Or we came because, you know, we needed to be under a marriage that was, that was solid. We, we saw you two serving together. Mm. And so I thank God for that opportunity because it was through ministry serving together that I realized that when God said, open your heart to have more children, those children weren't my natural children, but they were my spiritual children. Yeah. Mm, and, and all around the world, mm. God has blessed me wow. to be able to serve different countries and serve people in different places and help nurture those into their calling and their giftings for Christ. Tell everyone the name of the church in Houston. We're at the Fountain of Praise, and we're in Southwest Houston. Uh, Dr. Rima C. Wright is my husband, and I'm Mia Wright, and we co-pastor together. We share that, that platform, and we've watched the church explode, 27 years of ministry and serving, but we've watched this phenomenal growth over that time period where people have 
continue to dedicate their lives to Christ. Up to 25,000 people coming to Christ and being impacted yes. and, and attending in incredible numbers. It's, a, it's amazing what God's done. And uh, now when you do, let's see, you got a website that tells people where you do these conferences? Yes. What would um, be, what is it? They can go to MiaWright.com. It's my personal website, and it will have a link to the church, which is Fountain of Praise. And um, then it also has the metamorphosis.com. We have, excuse me, metamorphosis.org is the so conference So when you do conferences, how, how long are the conferences, and how often do you do them? They're three-day conferences. We do the main one in Houston, Texas. We do it, it'll run for three days. We do it annually every, uh, every year at the beginning of March, right at springtime, right at a good time for people to start thinking about spring cleaning for their lives. <laughs> <laughs> and and then uh, we host empowerment sessions throughout the year, and we also run a girls' teen leadership program throughout the year as well. Now, you experienced uh, a personal healing, didn't you? Didn't you experience a miracle in your life? Yes, I did. Um, I, I forget the year, but there was one time that while I was still working that when I would come home from work, I had such fatigue, you know, not normal fatigue, but just such fatigue that, James, I would lay in the bed and I would just say, I can't move my limbs. And I was asking God, what's going on? What's going on? So the first doctor I go see, my doctor looks at me and she says, you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Wow. And, and, and I thought, I need a new doctor. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world is this? But when I went home, I looked up in the Merck manual, what is Hashimoto? And it was like I was a poster child, and it's an autoimmune disease of your thyroid. Mm. And so I was swinging high and going low, and I just had no energy, and, and I was gaining weight and losing weight. It was crazy. And then after that, I went to another doctor, and they said, you have Graves' disease. Mm. And so they discovered that there were five tumors in my thyroid, three on one side and two on the other. And since then, my husband and I, we prayed, we anointed, we laid hands on my thyroid, and I believe God, I am healed in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. I am not going through <laughs> surgery to remove my thyroid. I do not have cancer. I, I plead the, the blood of Jesus over that. And we saw testimony after testimony. Doctors kept back and they, we're looking at your, your, your scans and we're looking at your, your uh, medical reports. And guess what? We don't see anything. So, or I had five tumors. There are two. There are two still remaining. But listen, they're so small, they can't even biopsy them anymore. <laughs> they have shrunk. <laughs> Whoever sees that? One, three disappeared and two have shrunk. Wow, and so great. I praise God for supernatural healing. Amen. Because I know he's my healer. I love it. <laughs> and thank God. If, if, if our viewers read your book, and when you're praying and you say, okay, I've I put my heart in here and I want them to get it. What do you pray they'll take away? You know, I have prayed for every person that picks up this book to read. I've prayed that God would expand their heart and their mind and the things that they thought were impossible, that we say the scripture, with God all things are possible. We say it, nothing's too hard for God, we say it, but do we believe it for our lives? So I want them to internalize the true possibilities of God to realize that the things that they never thought for their own lives, that God can do it, that they don't have to settle where they are. The status quo is out the door and they'll say, no more am I going to settle for life like this. I want to live a better life. I want my life to be a witness to this God who can do all things. I want people to ask me, how did you do it? Mm -hmm. So I can say, God did it. I, that's what I want. That's what I want them to be, a witness for God, for the great, incredible things that they never thought they could experience in life, that God will do that for them. God is good at the unthinkable. Absolutely. He's already prepared 
what he wants us to do with, for our purposes, for his Absolutely. honor. When, when you walked in tonight, the first thing you said to us is, uh, well, I think you're in my home every day. I see you all the time. <laughs> so it means that you have watched life today. Yes. Why, why have you watched us? You know, I grew up in a Christian family. So I grew up watching Christian television and understanding the importance of, of feeding my spirit with the Word of God. And so I, I watch a couple things on TV. I watch the news, oh, which is so draining. <laughs> I, I watch Jeopardy. Uh, my son, who's part of the audience, nobody in the family can beat him. <laughs> and I watch Christian television because I believe it's important that we nurture our spirit, the things that we put into our ear, our hearing, our mind, our thought, that we can feed it with power, with sustenance, because we're often consuming the things of the world and we have no balance. We have to learn to balance and feed our spiritual life. So I watch you guys because I love the two of you. You have such a beautiful testimony, your life, mm. how God has been with you all of your life. Your example as a husband and a wife have, have blessed people across the world. And so I thank you guys for being a part of our family and our home. Well, thank you. Thank you for saying kind things. Thank you for your witness and for the church. And uh, I want to recommend you go online or go to the bookstore and get it. And you know, one of the things we do that uh, really blesses people is we, we just reach out and touch people that are too often overlooked. You've yes. seen that. You've seen the effect of it. Love doesn't fail. And when you reach out to someone that feels like no one cared, no one noticed, the response is so gratifying. What we're doing right now, I think you're going to have a part in because this is there's not anything we do any time of the year that people get any more excited about than giving not just a cup of water in Jesus' name, but actually being able to give a well of water. You know, he said, if you give a cup of water in my name, you won't lose your reward. Well, what about a well of water? Well, that's what we're doing. And we have literally, with your help this year, we would have given 6,000 wells. When I say we... That's the viewers of life today, people just like you. I want you to look right now. I want you to listen to the Father's heart. And you say, God, what do you want me to do? Because there's something I can do, and love will not fail. Watch closely. We're standing here today in the district of Krabang, Cambodia. Uh, the village is called Maul. And these people have never had clean drinking water. They don't know what it is to be able to go outside or go in their house and just have good, clean water on a daily basis. And so today, all that's going to change. Cheers. 
you're giving water for the very first time to 300 families in this village. We praise God for that. Thank you to all the donors. Thank you to all the partners and James and Betty again. Thank you for your vision. All the mission partners love you and thank you with all their hearts. God bless you. Just recently, God bless you, Ralph, your precious family. Recently, we heard our grandson, the son of the daughter, Robin, that's in heaven, tell his whole church and people all around the world in a beautiful presentation about the challenge after he said goodbye to his mother, mother of three teens, and talked about the grace of God. It was so powerful. I know Robin was looking down, smiling. And we're saying, God, thank you. And I see Ralph and what he went through and realized that he's there saying that we can be the answer to that mother's heart cry for her children. And all those people who've seen their children get so sick or they've been so sick. And now all of a sudden they can have the life that you saw come in. Water for life. And it's all being given because of the water of life that lives in us, Jesus. Betty, it's been the most amazing thing to watch our donors drill those 6,000 water wells with love. One cup at a time, one well at a time. And I believe everyone watching is going to do something. I, I trust that you will. My heart was just leaping with joy as I watched those children dancing around in that fresh, clean water that they'd never had the opportunity to taste before. But there they were, great joy in their heart and expressing themselves as children would do. But what great joy had to be in the heart of every mother that watched their child there at that moment when she knew that now she would have fresh, clean, safe water for her babies. Join with us, if you will, and let's continue to be able to do that, to let the water spring forth of God's love and the example of God's love being sharers just as you are as we share with these precious little ones. You know, I'm believing that every one of you are going to help. You're going to give a cup of water. By the way, we're giving these beautiful coffee cups, one for morning and one for evening that are absolutely beautiful. Just to say thank you for giving a cup of water, a well of water. And we're sending the book, The Miracles of Christ, which I've talked about, and many of our guests have shared their stories. It's phenomenal. It's a beautiful gift book. The pictures inside are like the ones on the cover. You're just, you're just gonna be blessed and you're gonna be inspired. But here's what I'd like you to do. A gift of $48 to help us drill one of those 400 wells will give 10 people water for the rest of their life. I mean, isn't that amazing? And, and listen to me. There is a level at which everyone can participate. You give a gift of over $100, and we're going to send those cups. Any gift, we're going to send the book. If you could give $1,000 or more, or say $1,200, which would be three more people joining you, and we got a well, because the wells cost $4,800. Anyone who gives $1,200 or more, we're going to send the beautiful Thomas Kincaid canvas painting of the Bridge of Faith. So I'm asking you to do what God leads you to do. There's no gift too small. 
there's a gift at which level you can come in. And if there's a, anyway, and a lot of people tell us, James, it's one of the great joys of our year to give a well. We look forward to it. Would you give $4,800? If you can, I believe you will. Go online or dial the number you see, take your bike card and use it like a check. But let us know what God put on your heart. If you write a check, make it to life, but call us and tell us you're putting it in the mail. Please let us know that. You're gonna make a tremendous difference in many lives. You're gonna give them life. Thank you for doing it. Today, a mother living in extreme poverty will do the unthinkable. Give her children dirty, disease-filled water that she knows could kill them. With no other choice, what's a mother to do? With your help, clean water is on the way. Mission Water for Life provides a new beginning for thousands of children and their families, a bright future with better health. With your gift today, you can help drill 400 water wells in remote villages in 15 nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10. $72 will provide for 15 people and $144 will help provide life-giving water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, we'll send you the miracles of Christ, what living beyond impossible looks like. Filled with scriptures, prayers, and stories of Jesus' miraculous power, James Robison adds insight about how to walk in faith and live beyond the impossible. With your gift of $100 or more, request the morning and evening coffee mug set. Each mug features beautiful artwork and scripture from Psalm 92.2 a wonderful reminder of God's faithfulness each day. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request the beautiful Bridge of Faith framed canvas print by Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your gift online. We're standing here today at a water source in a village in Cambodia. It appears to be three boys having a great time just drinking, playing in the water, and that's a great thing. But what we've discovered is the water is so filthy. And so when they're drinking this water, what should be a life-sustaining source for them and their families, it's actually bringing danger and disease and sickness to their lives. And we've heard stories already where children have died from drinking this water. The good news is this, this doesn't have to be their daily reality. We can make a difference. We have the ability to give and do the work that's necessary to bring clean water to this village that'll bring life to these little boys and not death. So please go to your phone, go online, whichever's easiest for you, and give that generous gift today that we can make a true difference for children in the world today. You know, I, I think these cups are beautiful. I mean, they really are. They're not only nice and, and large, if you happen to like a nice large cup of whatever it is you may be drinking in the morning. And uh, we are saying to you, you've got one for morning and one for night, and you are praising the Lord in the morning and in the evening, the miracles of Christ. Many of them that I have shared, but also many from our guests that I'm telling you, is just fabulous. Uh, just like with Mia, uh, her story, it's miraculous the unthinkable, you'll be blessed. If you'd like to have the book, you help us give a cup of water, you help us drill a well, and you say, would you send me Mia's book? We will send it to you because we want to be a blessing to you, along with the other things that we've mentioned. Would you join Betty and me in saying thanks to Mia for being a blessing to us? Mia, thank you. Blessings to your husband, thank to the you. church. 
and to Metamorphosis. Thank you so much. The website, there it is. Mia Wright and Metamorphosis is on that, right? Yeah. How they can find out about it. Thank all of you for watching and sharing life. Will we do the right thing, hoping we'll be rewarded, or simply because Christ is worth it? Sheila Walsh, tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.